I can't help but notice that your cheeks are soggy, perhaps from tears. fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, coolest or most interesting story on that subject. Our stories will be scored by a head judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, Balloon Boy himself, Chucky. Yo! And the GOAT, our very special guest, Ellis. Hello! And of course our head judge, Joe. Hello! Joe, if you can please give us today's subject and how it will be scored, please. Today's subject is flying and you will be judged on the swan. Scale. <laughs> Super winning and nice. Oh. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? And who's going first? Uh, let's do... Oh, you've all got them open. Uh, let's do Alice. Some people are scared of spiders. For me, it's moths. Like, fuck moths, man. I think the fear <laughs> originated from one getting into my lampshade when I was a kid, resulting in it flapping, its flapping form being projected across my walls, and I responded as any tough kid would. I ran out screaming. So, much like Batman before me, I thought I'd tackle my fear head-on and discuss the elephant hawk moth. (laughs) The last of them three words is enough to make me shudder, so when my wife sent me an article on them resulting in a giant thumbnail of this monstrosity sitting in my WhatsApp, I had no option but to go for it. The elephant hawk moth is so-called because the caterpillar looks a little like an elephant's trunk with a spiked tail. The size of a large, thick, dark brown thumb, they have two large markings that resemble eyes near, near their head. Despite being harmless, when they're threatened by birds or passers-by that are just minding their own business, they retract their heads, puff out their bulbous necks and push so the eyes are pushed out and they look snake-like. This display is sometimes enough to convince their attacker that they're dangerous and they will then retreat. On its way to Chrysalis, this large thumb elephant caterpillar can move rather fast as it finds its perfect spot and then in May, it takes flight with its up to six centimeter wingspan, which to me may as well be six meters. But now it is no longer a dark brown color, but a striking bright pink and olive green. Mm. Pretty poor camouflage, I thought at first, but no, these frisky moths use their bright colors to advertise their presence to amorous suitors. Their night vision is particularly good, allowing them to meet up with other hawk moths, locate food from nectar-rich flowers before getting it on all night long in the dark. But where does the hawk part come from? Well, this part comes from their ability to beat their wings quickly and hover into position when they're feeding. And after a busy night of feeding, the moths can rest during the day amongst the caterpillar's favourite food plants, which camouflage it, hence their pink colour. So, to help attract them, you can plant nectar-rich borders for them to feed along, as well as climbing ivy and shrubs. It's fair to say my garden will be having none of them things, and I'm now going to go lie in a dark room ahead of my hibernation in May. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. There's some weird moths. There's a lot of weird moths. Yeah. Like, and they're always dusty. They are dusty. What is the dust? There was like a sort of thing going around, like an urban myth. If the dust comes off them, they can't fly anymore. Which makes absolutely no fucking sense, does no. it? No, it's not fucking Tinkerbell's fairy dust, is it? No. It's not like all these moths are heading seconds out of the right and straight until morning. It's... Anyone who's listening, Google the Venezuelan poodle moth. It's the best moth you've ever seen. I mean, you're going to have to Google this now, because I'm not doing it. (laughs) Also, Elephant Hawk Moth. Yeah. That's a band name as well, isn't it? I mean, they've picked two of the most badass animals and gone, Oh, look at that little boy! Would you be scared of that moth, Ellis? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit in my pants right now. He looks like the original comic book vision. That's lovely. (laughs) 
I mean, if he's fucking flapping around my head at night when I'm trying to go to sleep, yeah, he's going to get a shoot of the face. <laughs> but, but I, I think that's the thing about moths, though, because they're kind of like, the small ones, they're all right, but when you get one of those fucking dock off ones, they're just really yeah. erratic. When, it, when, it, you, when you can hear it going bonk! Yeah! Against you, man. It's like, <laughs> fuck. There was one in Manchester recently, wasn't there? It was the size of a hand. Wow. Oh, this is news I don't want to hear. Wait, are you sure <laughs> that's not Spanish uh, slash French pervert Jimmy Laponk or whatever he was? <laughs> <laughs> the chameleon. Yeah. Le moth. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind moths, right? Because apparently now the the whole thing of them coming into houses because they're attracted to lights is, is they, they've evolved. They've they've learned that electric lights are not the moon. The I moon, think, yeah. yeah. Which when the when the moths get to the moon, they're having a fucking whale of a time when they get up there. Oh look at him! Oh, how can you be angry at that? We've man? just been showing a picture. Looks of like the, a uh, fucking transformer. Exactly. <laughs> it does look like like it should be called like um, some eighties transformer, like like freewheel or something. Yeah. <laughs> Despite clearly being a plane. <laughs> yeah. No, that one transforms into a local pizza place. It, I don't mind moths. Moths are like goths butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you get the ones where they're like school looking. Yeah, you get all on the, the cool ones, stuff, mate. Like the rock and roll Again, ones. And... Just don't keep your windows open at night. They won't come in your house. Are you playing you're... a trick on me on New Year's Eve as well? No. So I was sat no. on my back to the wall and they all went quiet and then they were looking at the wall behind me. I was like, is there a fucking moth behind my me? My wife got the phone out and texted me, like, secretively, there's a moth in the room. And, like, handed me the phone. And it's like, you know, we're all, we're all best mates and it's sort of like, what secrets could they possibly be sharing from, from us? And then, you know, we sent it to Ellis's wife, and she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they know the fear. <laughs> they know. And then Ellis is just sat there really paranoid, and we're like, do you, do you want to know? It could ruin your evening. But it's no, a moth, mate. It's a moth. Moths, there's no poisonous moths. There's no blood-sucking moths. They're an annoyance, and they are genuinely a bit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like... So are, like, 50-year-old men with ponytails. <laughs> that story just then reminded me of one that my mate Andy told me, where he's having Christmas dinner with his, his family, and his dad nonchalantly tells him, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think a spider just walked up your, your trouser pant just now. Uh, <laughs> so, like, a spider just literally crawled up his leg. And, um, was this in Britain? Or like, this was in Britain. Fortunately, because it was in Australia, then I, I wouldn't be able to tell. I was story. just envisioning <laughs> that bit from Red Dwarf, isn't it? It's where they're doing the... I just buy the potions from the Magic Wizard. It, yeah. No, no. <laughs> on my own. Once again. Chucky. All right. Flying is often considered one of the most desirable superpowers to have. Being able to simply levitate and nip down to the supermarket to pick up some shopping whilst being able to enjoy the views as you do, gives it a bit of an edge on teleportation for day-to-day activities. At least for me. It shouldn't be surprising then to learn that humans have been recorded attempting to fly from as early as 850 BC. (laughs) Well, allegedly. It's difficult to think about how you'd go about conquering the task of human aviation, especially when we already have the solutions presented to us. But if we didn't, I guess the first step would involve observing the prior arts offered to us. That would be birds. It's embarrassing to see just how many attempts there have been to fly using nothing but some glued-on feathers, with there even being some records of Romans perishing as they attempted to fly by jumping from great heights flapping their feather-laden arms. One particularly tenacious would-be flying human is Paolo Weadotti, 
who in the 1500s made some wings using whalebone, feathers and springs. Hmm. Paolo managed to fall with style for 366 meters, which being fair is kind of impressive. What's not as impressive is that his little flight ended with him smashing through a roof and breaking his thigh. He returned to a sedentary life of painting after this incident. In modern times, though, the Red Bull Flight Day is definitely a nod to these reckless snowmads, pitting competitors against each other to see who can fly the longest distance in a homemade human-powered flying contraption. The average winning distance is in the ballpark of 20 meters, with one great outlier being a 69-meter flight. Nice. nice. I think what's weird about all this is the fascination with the idea of human-powered flight. We're still not at a point where we could hop into our personal flying machine, Scooty Puff Jr. style, and tootle on down to the shops. But let's remember the pioneers of this rather old human ambition, and let's hope that one day we may all have our own human-powered flying machine. Gentlemen, your bottles. Uh, I like how we just fantasise about flying just so we can avoid traffic. That's how... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then if, you, if you look at stuff like uh, the fifth element and stuff it just moves into <laughs> just a gridlock system higher up doesn't it <laughs> uh, red dwarf again not to mention it again had the right idea with the jumpers with the the cars that could jump over other cars and you would leapfrog down the road over other smaller cars when i was younger i dreamt that my house would fly so like up yeah so it could fly me around to my destination but it was like a tardis so like i wouldn't have to like like get ready or or anything until I was right there where I needed to be. That was that was one of my hopes as a child. But again, that's just cutting out commuting. That's the only thing you're dreaming of. Yeah, because commuting <laughs> sucks, man. It like, does, of yeah. course. Yeah, but <laughs> thanks to Global Mega Plague, for a lot of people, commuting doesn't exist anymore. You can get out of bed, put your tracksuit pants on. I still consider that a commute going from my bedroom to my well, mate come on i've got to get two buses through. to work and two buses home every day i do want you to having to put your fucking legs into some strides is not the same <laughs> sometimes i just roll no one's gonna know if you could make the floor look like the back of an office you could lie down and <laughs> can do conduct your business couldn't you no one we, no. we need to have conversations this is this is the like this, this is, is this is the ingeniousness of the internet i'm all for human flight I fucking love it. I'm annoyed we haven't got jetpacks yet. Well, I'm wondering Ooh. how long it's going to be until everyone has their own sort of like human carrying drone. You know, you're just getting like a little drone pod. <laughs> oh, like, like, like a, a Johnny band. Cab. Like yeah, a, a, a you put in your, put in your GPS, okay, go here, and it just takes you off and off you go. I mean, again, all for that. My, uh, my, uh, someone I went to university with, he's, he's an engineer, and he said in London they're currently trialling um, air taxis. So he's part of the design process for it. So basically, if you wanted to get to an airport in London and not have to deal with the traffic, you can order one of these air taxis and it flies you to the airport. And they're actually like at near the point of testing them now. What? So they're like, what, like, how many seaters are we talking? Like, two seaters? I don't understand. Why would I want to fly to an airport? Because apparently it's <laughs> quite hard getting to the there. airports in London. So it's like yeah, a, it's, like it's a, not a, hard. It's an inconvenience. It's because you've got all those people on the motorway blocking you. Well, it's not. It's because you've got all these poor people. Yeah, there is what it is. Not far off. Going on holidays and and doing stuff. And me as a rich uh, girl who got a statue on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> she works hard. She works harder than anyone else who is poorer than her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I only found out who she was today, and I fucking hate her more than the sun. <laughs> right. And. Th- the Ooh. newspaper, not the actual. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> fucking star, not the, the golden orb, not the golden orb in the sky that provides us with life and heat. 
No, no, the <laughs> shitty the fucking yeah. <laughs> Icarus fucking made his choice, right? <laughs> he was told multiple times. Thing is, right? No one ever mentions with Icarus that there was a lower limit as well. You can't fly too flo- close to the sea because your wings will get soggy. So there's like a perfect, there's like a perfect bit where Icarus could fly, right? But anyone, everyone always mentions, right? Oh, he flew cl- too close to the sun, like Icarus. No one ever goes. He didn't even fucking try, like Icarus. Yeah, right. That's the point. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, I can see like personal drones not being too far away. I mean, uh, the the first manned flight to the first landing on the moon between them was like fifty five years, yeah. which is bonkers. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Like, but I can't see like the, the technology we have now. I can't see it being more than maybe 20, 30 well, years until we can just sort of walk outside into our own little personal drone and just pop off to the shops. Or so the MIT guys have made a little thing that you can't power. And it's like a little bike, and I think they, they yeah. Think... Again, it doesn't work in an audio medium, but um, giant giant Chucky was pedaling a little tiny Homer Simpson bike there. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I ride bikes. No, um, it, they, <laughs> all bikes are <laughs> tiny Homer Simpson bikes for you. Well, uh, I think they did like hundred kilometers on it, which is fairly decent. But the thing is, the wingspan is like eight hundred meters or something like that. Not, yeah, not, not that you're not going to be able to fucking commute. It's bigger than an airplane. Yeah. It's not good, is it? It's no, just... it's, it's not. Again, but it's, it's human like powered, a... so it's eco friendly, which is great. Because mm. mm. you got that other guy, the the sort of Iron Man guy, I want to say, who holds the sort of like jet. And flies. Have you not mm, seen that guy? Yeah, I yeah. literally on my way here saw a video of the American military um, launching someone from a boat following another boat mm. uh, using like a jetpack style system. Yeah. And I'm like, American teachers have to buy their own pencils, and yet <laughs> we're playing fucking fancy boy war over here. Yeah, you gotta think what kind of strategic it's, advantage that gives. It doesn't, does it? Just put Steven Seagal on the boat. We've all seen Under Siege. We know uh-huh. he can probably not now. He'll probably just stay in the kitchen and eat everything, won't he? <laughs> so he he directed and wrote a movie in which ninety percent of the time he was sat down. I told you this story, you fucker. Yes. <laughs> He has a fight sequence where he doesn't get out of an office chair. Yeah. There was a love scene where he doesn't take off his clothes. Which is good. That's the power that's, of that's good. That's the power of that's the power of Seagal. He will just penetrate you <laughs> with his steely gaze through his Levi five hundred ones. Oh man! Oh, Steven Seagal hits different, man. Christ. Moving on, yes. Chris. For my story on flying things, I'd like to delve into the world of one of my favourite birds, ravens. Ravens are often associated with death, danger, and evil. From the subject of spooky poems by Edgar Edgar Allan Poe to appearing on Halloween decorations, ravens have been thought of suspiciously for thousands of years. Even the collective noun for a group of ravens is an unkindness, or sometimes even known as a treachery. I'd like to put that mistrust aside and look at some of the happier facts behind ravens and perhaps help people see how awesome they are. Firstly, they are incredibly smart. In fact, they are renowned as one of the smartest birds alive, proven to be as smart as some chimpanzees and dolphins. A couple of examples of this include imitating sounds of wolves and foxes to attract them to carcasses that the raven isn't capable of breaking open. When the wolf is done eating, the raven gets the leftovers. And speaking of imitation, they can learn to talk to humans even better than some parrots, as well as perfectly mimicking other sounds such as car engines and toilets flushing. 
But I think my favourite fact is that the Tower of London always keeps at least six domesticated ravens as in officially enlisted soldiers. And the legend says that if the ravens ever all leave the tower, the tower will fall. Charles II is thought to have been the first to insist that the ravens of the tower be protected after he is warned that the crown and the tower itself would fall if they left. The king's order was given against the wishes of his astronomer John Flamsteed, who complained that the ravens impeded the business of his observatory in the White Tower. The lowest number of ravens there once fell to just one bird called Grip. This was during World War II and it was believed that the other residents left due to being upset by the continual bombing of London during the Blitz. And who knows, if Grip had left too, maybe the tower itself could have been bombed and fallen. We'll never know. The current Covid residents of the tower are called Branwen, Edgar, Jubilee, Harris, Rocky, Erin, Poppy, Georgie and Grip. But not the same Grip as the one during the war. Did he kill the previous Grip? <laughs> Headbutted him. <laughs> By pecking it to death. <laughs> Occasionally ravens are dismissed from duty for bad behaviour, such as in... What?! <laughs> Such as in 1986 when George was fired from his post for continually attacking TV aerials. And some ravens die, but not as young as you'd think. The oldest raven to die at the tower was 44 years old. Shit. I hope the next time you see a raven, you don't dismiss it as an evil omen and appreciate this fascinating flying badass. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I love ravens. Awesome. Ravens, crows, corvids in general. Yeah. Magpies get a bad rep because they eat the cuter birds. But like... Yeah, fuck them. You should have spent more conversation <laughs> over. You should, have, you should have spent more time having a protective shell than being adorable, shouldn't you? It's just nature, isn't it? Blue Jays, yeah, all 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 the COVID family are great. Are Blue Jays COVID? Yes. Oh, yeah. They look like they, they, they're like the rogue one that isn't goth. They're like the disco <laughs> yeah. raven. Yeah. Disco um, raven, another cool band name. Uh, I think it's probably an X Man. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I fucking love. Uh, I get them around my house. Uh, I did I not tell you about the. I not, I'm sure I texted you, Alice, about the time I left my house and there was a gang of ravens and a gang of um, I think crows having a fight near a big McDonald's sign near my house. West Side, West Side Story. Story. <laughs> Literally, they were all clicking. Uh, and they've got, they haven't got thumbs. I don't know how they were doing it, but they'd well, learned. They to, imitate they'd learned to replicate sounds. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> but it was great. Because then the next day, some of them came back, and some of the other ones came back, and then they didn't fight. And then now, there's just like a fucking monopoly of these <laughs> things. Any stuff that gets dropped on the floor, it's gone. Right. They were just discussing who owns which area. It's, it's, no, but they, I think they, they, they reached like a, a, a an impasse, and they were like, okay, well, our areas will overlap, but like, whoever gets it first, then, isn't it? Christ. They I mean, have like a we're song. basically the same genus, you know what I mean? They have like a family structure and something like they yeah. look after their old and yeah. all sorts of. We could learn a lot from the fucking COVID family, not the COVID family. <laughs> no, co- um, I mean like they also remember faces. Um, yeah, yeah. They remember like, who's nice to them yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm fairly sure very early on I did not tell the story of the lady in America who was feeding them just idly. And they started attacking visitors to her house because they thought they were intruders. And she had to basically train people who came to her house to feed them so that they would see them as a as a positive sort of thing. It's it's. It, I mean, uh, I also think there was a man in I want to say Italy who is second generation COVID harassed. His dad pissed off some fucking crows, and the the the, the, the eighth generation of these crows still hate him. 
fuck. <laughs> God, we could learn a lot about how to maintain that's a, a grudge. grudge. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Wow. Don't fuck about with them, mate. You don't have right. to, do you? I mean, like... Give them some bread and throw them, like, some corn and shit. Like, don't uh, shoot them off your land. They're, they're great. They're massive, right? Crows, corvids, ravens, all of them. The big fuck-off blackbirds. They look goth as fuck. They're ace. Yeah. Blue jays. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right. But, but if you've got them knocking... If you... I swear to God, one day, that's what I want. I just want a big patch of land where I can just be like... Come to me, raven friends. Like <laughs> and they all come down, and they're all just chatting, because they can learn, they can speak languages. It's it's fucking great. So like Chris, you've won. <laughs> I mean, birds like that help stop spread of diseases and stuff, because they eat the bodies and that before they rot and start going, like, yeah. bad and contaminating the earth and stuff. They I rot. mean, if you want to, like, get into the science of it, but I was just like, how cool they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let them know them. Yeah. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at WeirdThingPod. Come and say hello. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next episode. Weird thing about that. Sorry we've wasted your time. <laughs>